to the classics. What's up, movie babies? I was gonna say that. Oh man. You took it from me. <laughs> Here, I will give this back he's, to you. He's dull my thunder. Ugh. I saw you taking the big breath and I was like, uh. <laughs> Here's the wind up. And yeah. you flopped it up. Oh. Anyway. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Movie Podcast. Working title. That was yeah, our, that was our. Bit. That was the agreement that we made the, when we that was, we decided you signed to that. In, yeah. In no, this had to be a thing. Yeah. Whenever so. someone talks about movie po- podcast, working title, working title, and you know what? I think it would be a really great way if if people that were talking about movie podcasts never mentioned working title, but yeah. but if someone like overheard us like talk like heard you're eating some, a fine meal at that new french restaurant and you brought your boo out and yeah. you're all like oh so i was listening to this thing called movie podcast and the waiter comes in and he's like working title and then yeah and then you're networking you you got a connection established there now you're good friends with that waiter exactly he's yeah. gonna give you 10 percent off but it won't matter because you're giving him 10 percent of a tip <laughs> dummy <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness so joe uh before we reach our main topic for this episode uh you've been watching anything else like pretty pretty good or oh my gosh fun or... i've been watching so much um i mean how how much do we want to talk about tv on movie i mean podcasts? like well so i've been watching like i've been watching like tv movies like hulu movies um mm-hmm. i watched recently treehouse it's part of hulu's into the dark series where they do oh, a horror yeah, movie yeah, every yeah. month so this is a super duper guilty pr- pleasure for me because these movies are not amazingly well written okay but but they are entertaining and i think at the end of the day that's what matters right no i I, i'm with you there i've been watching the new uh twilight zone yeah jordan peele is like got his name attached to yeah um and it's also kind of it's like you know kind of a mixed bag like some some of the stories i think are better than others and sometimes i just wish they would get a whole lot weirder with the twilight like it's the twilight zone just get weird with it man maybe like, it's a network thing maybe nbc's like slow your roll we don't want to get too that's, weird that's we like it vanilla here well it's <laughs> maybe but also they swear like a regular like streaming show like they swear so much well even vanilla people in are fact, okay with swearing but when you get the whips you, and chains out they're like mm, mm, well if you look on amazon there's a lot of people who are like they're swearing in the twilight zone and how can i <laughs> how can i show this show to my kids if they're swearing that's fair um uh-huh. which I, I yeah it is it is totally fair but it's also twilight zone a new era to right. a new generation and um you know I think the generation that watched the Twilight Zone as a family, um, maybe they didn't get it. Maybe. I May- maybe. I mean, maybe it was a different Twilight Zone. Maybe it touched it- on themes of like racism and yeah. sexism and, and things like that. So you feel so like the new you, one. you feel like swearing might be like a lower tier problem compared to those kinds of things. Well, and also to just kind of get your message across, right? Because there are episodes of this new Twilight Zone where the message is basically like slapping you in the face. Oh, okay. And it's just like, oh, okay, I get it. Please stop. Well, well see. Please end. Well, that was that was my big thing with Treehouse on yeah. Hulu was because it is very uh, invocative of the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. which, you know, fine, I'm, I'm supportive of that, right? But it basically hits you over the head with it. Yeah. About halfway through the movie. And then the last half of that movie is just like, you did this. Yeah. You did this. Mm-hmm. You did this. And I'm like, okay, I, I get that he did it. Can we, can we, do we get some kind of resolution? Do mm-hmm. we get some kind of, and there is character growth and change and all that good shit. Right. But like, 
it just it, it did hit me over the head with it it was like i don't know about that luckily one of the better episodes of the twilight zone is there i want to say like kind of me too-ish mm-hmm. episode it's called not all men mm. and it's basically about um i want to say like an asteroid or something hits earth starts infecting the men in the town and they all get super violent wow yeah um it's it's a very it's it's pretty cheesy but i mean like it's fun and it ends the way it ends the the kind of lesson you learn at the end of the episode i think is really good yeah not i don't want to spoil it because i think actually you guys everyone should watch the new twilight zone and gain their own opinion on it. i think it's definitely worthy of your free trial at cbs access for for two weeks and then you cancel it because you watched all 10 episodes or however more they're gonna make man can we talk about that for a split second What's I'm, up? I'm getting nervous about all these separate streaming services. I don't like how streaming's becoming cable. Yeah. But with like, I don't know. I, I just, I don't. It's crazy how much the, I guess, entertainment business yes. has shifted to this model. You know, I remember when everyone was talking about, um, gosh, what was it? You know, the free internet. Um, oh, with the Ajit Pai and all that? Yeah, with yeah. all of that. And they, they kind of built these tiers of websites that you would go visit because that's what was happening right. in other countries, right? Right, 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 right? And it just basically seems like that's exactly how cable works. Yeah. You know, we're, we, we're signed up for Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Amazon Prime. Like, and what's really great, though, I think, about these subscription services, why I, as a consumer in a capitalist society, do not mind is because they keep throwing in extra stuff with it, like with my Hulu – I get Spotify now. Yeah. And I exist on Spotify mm-hmm. um, on my phone when, you know, I'm in the car or like at work and I have my headphones in. I'm listening to music all the time. Or I'm at home and I'm watching Pen15, which is also a really great show. Um, <laughs> Hulu original. Everyone should watch it. Right. Um, but, you know, in Amazon, like Amazon Prime, Amazon Video, that's included with free shipping on everything. Uh, on a, the world's largest virtual mall. Yeah. Um, it's pretty damn good that they threw it in there and a music service and like a book service yeah. like until they canceled the tick and now i hate them. oh my god i i feel so bad because i'm you know I, I listen to a lot of podcasts i listen to uh comedian ron funch's podcast yeah. getting better he had a cast member of the tick on it yeah and he seemed like just a nice dude. And the show seems like it would it's Yeah, the guy really that plays great. Arthur, uh, Griffin. Yeah, Arthur, that's him. Yeah, I forget the Griffin's last name, but Griffin Griffin's a really cool guy. Yeah. And um A it, real good episode of Getting he, Better. He uh he was on a McElroy podcast uh with them. Oh my uh, god. He was on My Brother, My Brother and Me. Nice. And he was he, a guest bird? Uh, he was he was a guest expert and yeah. it was it was very interesting to see him take jabs at Amazon. Mm-hmm. He was like Amazon seems to be struggling with money because they don't want to fund shows. Uh, I don't know. He's like you uh, you might want to help Papa Bezos out there. You know, he seems like he's having a hard time oh or something gosh. like that. I don't know. So the reason I bring up TV shows though is because I watched uh, a TV show. Uh, I guess it's kind of a continuation of a very popular movie story. Of course. Uh, it's not on your traditional streaming services like Hulu or Netflix or Amazon Prime. Okay. No, no, no. This, this, and I'm pretty sure I'll y'all will know what I'm talking about when I say it. This is a YouTube series. Okay. Zach, I don't know. Zach, you're you're the um for our listeners who don't know, uh, you are very well trained in martial <laughs> arts. Martial arts. Yes. <laughs> 
or <laughs> is it martial art martial arts oh my god you are killing me. um you are killing me slowly zach Looking in his bullshit. marital eights <laughs> oh my um, god what <laughs> he has trained in shaolin you have trained a lot of your life so i'm yeah. there is probably no shortage of times you have watched or heard of the karate kid uh yes unfortunately my grandfather thought it was just the funniest thing for my entire childhood to be like zaxon go wax my car wax on wax off <laughs> and i'm like Didi, you don't wax your car and he goes yeah you do and, I- <laughs> <laughs> and then like what is like painting the house he was like zaxon training go up then down then up then down i was like Didi, that's not any of this works <laughs> um and it was worse for my little brother because his name was actually daniel so <laughs> after that Daniel-san. yes everyone is daniel he calls him daniel son and oh so gosh. when we're at kung fu even my kung fu teacher will make the joke occasionally he'll yeah go, i go, mean he'll go daniel son and daniel's just like i haven't even seen karate kid i don't know what's going on look the amount of times people have just called me called out to me hey joe where are you going with that gun in your hand i'm just like i don't have a gun please don't say that we live in a society that exists yeah. after September 11, 2001. <laughs> I think the worst like call out that someone does relating to a movie for me though is because my middle name is Owen and throw mama from the train. Uh, the, the one of the main characters name is Owen and he basically the premise is like this character wants another character to throw his mom from a train and kill her. Right. Because right. she's such a terrible thing. And off screen, she's always yelling, Owen, Owen, come feed me breakfast. And don't burn the eggs, you little shit. Owen, come clip my toenails. <laughs> oh my god. So, after people find out my middle name is Owen and they've seen that movie, they come up and they go, Owen, how you doing today? That sounds like the chocolate lady from SpongeBob it does. SquarePants. It does. Anyway, it's so a fun to... voice to do so... in all defense. <laughs> back to you. So, so let's talk kid. about Cobra Kai. Because Cobra Kai. Uh, now I've watched a few episodes of it. Really? Yeah. What do you think of it? Um, I like it. Uh, so I don't like the martial arts in the original Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. I don't remember much about two and three to give a, a, a strong opinion about. Yeah, the me neither. I've that. only I think I've really only seen the first one, and then the next Karate Kid where Miyagi trains. Uh, I think Elizabeth Swank. I don't remember Hillary Swank. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, watching watching um. Oh, what's the guy's name? That's uh, he's the main character, uh, yeah, Daniel Larusso. Yeah, watching Daniel Larusso uh, get back into jumping and kicking and everything like that. The fight choreography is much better in this. Oh my gosh, it's so good! And uh, I like the story. I like the modern story to it. Yeah, the story is really for those of you who don't know about you know Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid um, movie came out in the eighties. Um, the series picks up from like. What like current present day? Yep. Um, I think it opens on the end fight scene from the Karate Kid. Yep. And how uh, you know the the whole sweep the like thing happens and Daniel, Daniel wins Larusso wins. Yep. Um, and then it cuts to Johnny Lawrence, who was Daniel Larusso's opponent, uh, guy from Cobra Kai, all that stuff, and he's just kind of a washed up bum. I mean, he's got a job. He he loses his job in the first. He does like, like first yeah first fifteen minutes. Loses yeah, his job. and <laughs> like he's it's really fun because the way this the the story in the first season progresses um johnny lawrence is essentially having to train kids he would bully yep in high school yep um and thus making them tougher um it's it's oh my gosh it's so good you know because it starts pretty slow you know i'm not gonna lie i i think it's a really great 
series, but mm. there are it, there are moments where it's just like, come the fuck on. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, you know, it, someone put it really well in the second season. Uh, someone says to Daniel, look, I'm not getting involved in your karate soap opera. That's what this is. It's a karate <laughs> it soap is, opera. It is basically. Um, yeah. You know, where Johnny Lawrence restarts Cobra Kai, gets all the nerds to come join, become tough as hell. Yeah. And then um, Daniel LaRusso, who has grown up to be like car a car salesman, salesman yeah. which is so brilliant. Like the the continuation of the story, I think, is one part of the brilliance in this show. Yeah. Because I heard about the show and I was like, who gives a shit right. about the karate kid right. like 30 years later? Right, right, right. And honestly, the the story blew me away. The acting blew me away. Both um, you know, Pat... No, not Pat Morita. No, he's the one um, passed away. Uh, Daniel LaRusso, yes. Johnny Lawrence. Yes. Uh, William Zabka, I think, is Johnny. <laughs> and I can't remember Daniel, but yeah, he's the most memorable one and never ages and actually looks old in the series. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, but it's a great show. It I is, think it is. I think you could watch the first season. If you're not really kind of hooked by the end of the first season, you're, you know, there's nothing really there for you, but you're dead on the inside. Yeah, yeah, calling it <laughs> pretty much. I mean, really, I only watched the first two episodes. I think of okay. all that was available. Yeah, so and... it gets way better after those two episodes. Are probably the slowest, worst episodes in the whole series because episodes three, uh, you know, just the rest of the series just picks right the fuck up. Yeah, um, and you can kind of see, I guess, from those two episodes, like the kids that were getting picked on and bullied, and you know, the the kind of new uh, generation of bullies and jocks yeah. uh, and how just vicious they are on social media and how Johnny, Johnny Lawrence is so unaffected by it. He's he's so, like, he, they ripped him out of the 80s and put him in the body of a, of a, of a <laughs> you know, middle-aged man. Right. Um, there's, like, one part, you know, um, he's talking about, he's talking about accepting students in his yeah. dojo, and he's like, yes, we accept male and female students. Gender what? Is this a prank? <laughs> like that kind of stuff. There, there's also like you know, at the you know in season two, Daniel opens Miyagi Do, his yeah. own like karate dojo to fight Cobra Kai, in a way. Um, but there, you know, people on the internet call Daniel Larusso racist and yeah. say it's whitewashing, and it's mm -hmm. it. There's little stuff like that that's just like, oh my gosh, this this show actually like understands like the current times mm -hmm. and what. The Karate Kid was because in the in the world of the show, like the events of the Karate Kid are like local legends, so everyone knows about it. Right. So the people that talk to Daniel and Johnny Lawrence are like that fucking fight. It was so cool. Like they're basically how fans interact right. with. You know, I am not going to remember Daniel Lawrence's name. Uh, no, Larusso's name. Uh, yeah. God, why? Uh, I hate it. It's um, okay. It's okay. But you know, they. I know they've done a lot of cons, so that kind of fan interaction I feel like is so like genuine. They know it. There's even one point where, you know, Daniel's trying to sell cars and he's like, you know, his wife is like, uh, or the, this family walks up and we're like, we loved that karate, uh, that, that, the championship you won. And, uh, his wife is like, do you want him to make, take a picture with you making the pose? <laughs> and it's just like fucking, these guys have been living this their whole life. I it's so, so real. Yeah. yeah. Um, like it's just stuff like that I, I really enjoy, but it's a great show. It and is. It sucks that it's on um, YouTube, YouTube of all places yeah. because I don't feel like there's a lot on YouTube Red. 
Um, that's their flagship show. That's the one you really see is. advertisements and for thank, in theaters. And thank God they got renewed for a season three. Yeah. Because season two ends in the most spectacular fuck all way. Like, <laughs> you know, season one's pretty grounded. Yeah. Season two, it just, by the end of it, it, it's escalated to something that's just, it's not Karate Kid, but it might be like better like high school musical with power rangers kind of shit it's wow. crazy i love it i love it i i think anyone who it makes me want to go back and watch karate kid um i've been going back and watching a bunch of 80s movies man i i just can't i can't watch karate kid really i uh, i get it maybe you'll feel different if you watch the rest of cobra maybe, Kai. maybe maybe i don't know it's just um knowing knowing what traditional okinawan karate is and yeah. and then seeing what they do in the karate kid is kind of I don't, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I could rubs, rubs me the wrong way. Uh, fun fact though, my kung fu teacher owns uh, an original script of the Karate Kid. Really? Uh, yes, oh, he got it. Dope. He got it as a gift from his teacher, actually. So one day I was helping him move locations, you know, because uh, real estate around here is crazy. Yep. And uh, we ended up moving a lot of different buildings for many, many years. We would be we were in the back of a trophy shop for a, like two years, yeah. and then another time we were next to a restaurant and. Now we're in a nice, grounded, solid location. Thank goodness. Well, that's good. Um, part of part of learning karate or, or any sort of like martial arts, yeah. I guess, is finding the dojo. Yeah, right. Um, well, we had one, and the landlord just like yeah, he no, got I, real sleazy. I, I feel. Uh, did that happen like when I knew you? Uh, so feel... yeah, this is actually all throughout I, college. Yeah, and, and then no. it happened again recently. Oh, we went God. back to the first place where I started. Mm-hmm. We went back to the first location, and I was like, "Oh, this is nice. This is the school I started in." Right. Yeah. And no one had rented it since. And so it took very little to, to refurbish it and get it going again. Uh, and then the guy who owned that property was like, yeah, um, I'm not renewing your lease. I'm going to sell it to these guys next door because oh, they're offering right. more money. And he gave us two weeks to find a new place. That's ridiculous. So we had to find a new place in two weeks. That was great. But anyway, so getting back to the, the original point of that story, though. So we were moving a bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in my Kung Fu teacher's office. And because he's my teacher, I respect his privacy. And I don't go around through his office and everything. Right, yeah. But he was, like, he was like, hey, could you start packing this stuff up? And I said, sure. And that's when I pulled out this like huge bound thing of papers. And I looked at it. And it said the Karate Kid. And there was a couple signatures on it and stuff like that. And I went, Master Moulds, what is this? And he's like, that's a script of the Karate Kid. And I was like, what? And I started like, I flipped through it to the part where uh, he needed a black belt for the tournament, you know? And he oh was like, hey, where did I get this black belt? And he's like, Buddha provide, you know, or whatever. And I was like, holy shit. And so he walked out and I asked his wife, I was like, how did he get this? And he's like, oh, his teacher gave it to him. He didn't want it. So oh What? <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't, I, I feel like now on principle, I kind of want, the yeah. cro- like I really do want to watch the, the script of the Karate Kid, Kid Yeah. I, I was, I've been collecting steelbooks lately and the one for the Karate they're my weakness. Oh my God. The one for the Karate Kid right now, it's all Cobra Kai themed. It's beautiful. pretty great. That's beautiful. That's it's wonderful. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's go ahead and let's talk about the main feature for this episode here. Oh, boy. Let's talk about the movie that you and I both decided to watch that we hadn't seen before. Yep. Um, let's talk about They Live. Yes. They Live. They Live. Directed and written by John Carpenter in 1988, starring uh, Roddy Piper, the rowdy Roddy Piper. Right. Uh, Keith fucking David. and Goliath. Yeah, and Meg Foster, who has the prettiest eyes in Hollywood, maybe? Maybe. Probably maybe. should be in a Kojima game at some point. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, um, fair. But, I, you know, picking this movie is just kind of happenstance. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I've been doing a lot of steelbook collecting. And going to FYE, um, 
for your entertainment little stores that existed in malls which used to be big places where yeah. a lot of stores used to exist they still kind of exist in some places <laughs> fye though even on their website they have a like these steelbooks you can buy and most of the time fye is always having a sale right so you can pick them up for like nine ten bucks oh, um wow yeah, so I had seen this copy of They Live on Steelbook. You know, they there's like a series of John Carpenter Steelbooks that I want to say Shout Factory did. Mm-hmm. I've got Escape from New York and The Thing. And I saw They Live and I had like seen it a couple of times, you know, walking through there. And the other, like just, you know, the other day I looked on Amazon. And I was like, how much is a steelbook of They Live? And the internet said this copy of They Live and this steelbook is $60. And Oof. I was like, are you sure? And eBay was like, actually, it's $90. And Oof. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> Oof. And then Amazon was like, just kidding, it's 60 And I was like, okay, well, I can still go into FYE and get it. And I got it for like 10 bucks. Nice. Yeah, nice, right? Nice, nice, nice. So, so I just kind of picked it up by happenstance. Yeah, yeah. And I had no idea anything about this movie. I've been getting real into John Carpenter lately. So it's funny that you say that yeah. because I knew about the aliens and the consume thing in this movie yeah. without even watching it. Really? Yes. Right. I didn't know what it was from. Mm-hmm. I just knew of it mm-hmm. because people make jokes about it on the internet and they're, um, you know, for those like daily t-shirt websites, like shirt punch and ripped yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. There was one that went around for a while of the monopoly man. And instead of the monopoly money in his hand, he had, you know, things that said consume and this is your God. Oh, and his skin gosh. was all blue and green or excuse me, blue and red. Uh, like the aliens. That's pretty funny. So uh, that's how I knew about it. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, immediately I was like, "Oh, is this that movie?" And like, I've never seen this. Yeah. So, well, yeah. part of the other thing was I got it. You know, when I was doing my research, I saw the inside of the the steel book, which has probably the most famous line from the movie. If yeah. you've never heard of "They Live," the line "I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass" yeah. is from this movie. Is it? Yep. Oh, cool. Uh, Roddy Piper, who yes. you know wrestled for the the WWF, um, actually like left to do this movie. Nice. Like uh, because they, you know, I listened to the commentary last night, and uh, Roddy Piper talks about just how Vince McMahon was so controlling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like he just didn't want him to do a movie with with John Carpenter. And um, he was like, "We'll give you the same amount of move or money to do a different movie." And Roddy was like, "Well, you won't get me John Carpenter." Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna leave. Wow. And so wow. this was kind of like his Hollywood debut. Um, uh, short review before we really jump into it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about it, Zach? Should people watch this movie? Should we people watch this movie? Yes. Um, I'm kind of with you, but I think they have to be in a right state of mind for it. Sure, yeah. I think I think if you are willing to be a little bit introspective, mm-hmm. and you're willing to be ready to see some weird stuff, yeah, it, it's definitely a movie with a, a message. Yes, um, and um, uh, what's the term? Uh, like it's got just kind of a, a thought behind. My notes here say. Stream it, fun movie, eat the rich. And it's definitely an eat the rich kind of movie. <laughs> it is, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, uh, uh, John Carpenter said he wrote this. He wrote it under the surname Frank Arm- Armitage. Okay. Uh, he said he wrote it as a response to Reaganomics. Yeah. Um, and inspired by a comic, a short comic that was published in a sci-fi magazine called 8 O'Clock in the Morning by mm-hmm. Ray Nelson, hmm. um, which is like 
I've seen the comic itself. It's got like spots in the movie. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty great. Um, but you know, I I do think you know if you're if you want a fun movie that's got a real fun eat the rich message and uh, you don't mind like dumb stuff having, it's a quick movie. This movie is like 90 minutes long. Yeah. At, at, like um, Sopping wet. It's like 90 minutes. Like, yeah. With credits, it's probably a little bit shorter than that. Yeah. And um, it, I, I think it's, a, it, it escalates quickly. It, yeah, it does. It, it's a very, you know, John Carpenter just, you know, has continued to impress me yeah. um, with his filmmaking style and storytelling style. There's a lot in this movie that, I kind of take issue with just like story structured wise. I'm like, okay, come on. Like this doesn't really make sense, but like they, they move past it so quickly that, that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it's, it's really just at a point it's propelling towards the end in this beautiful <laughs> rocket um, of I'm violence. Glad, and I, I'm bolts. glad you feel that way that it moves past things quickly, but there's one part of this movie that just drug on way too long for me. Was it the fight scene? Yes. Okay, so a lot of people, a lot of um, publications are yeah. saying that's one of the best fight scenes in movie history. Uh, no, it's not that good. It's It, it I, starts good, yeah. and then it drags on for way too long. And then also, you can... You can tell in certain punches and kicks that they are really they, stage fighting. They don't hit. Yeah. yeah. No, and I, I mean... I can appreciate it for a movie fight. You know, it it must have been so much fun to do and make and stuff. Right. And, and right, listening right, right. to the commentary of John Carpenter and Roddy talking about it, you know, it just sounds like they had so much fun making it. But I will say, you know, not the best fight scene, especially if we're comparing stuff to like modern filmmaking, like right. John Wick, right. where it's filmed so stylish, stylistically, but we still get to see like the great fight choreography, mm -hmm. which Roddy Piper was, you know, strapped for. Like he is Absolutely. a he's yeah. a wrestler, rough and tumble. Uh, Keith David is a dancer and can you know move very lightly. He's a very <laughs> he's a very He's got moves. He's, he's got, got moves. moves. He's got moves. Um, apparently, they practiced this fight for two months in John Carpenter's backyard. Really? Yeah. Nice. Um, so, it, you know, when I say that, and there's still, like, moments where it doesn't look like they yeah, hit. Yeah. They don't connect. Um, and it really does, like, drag out. It's it's like, you know, I'm talking about Karate Kid and uh, yeah. uh, Cobra Kai and how great the fight choreography is there. This is more of a realistic approach to fight. Like I feel like this could, Fair. this fight could probably be happening in an alleyway somewhere. Um, most of it. Most. Most of it. Of it yeah. yeah. I. Um, I. Do you know what though? This made me think of. This made me that? think of those. The 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 joke that got worn out really quick on Family Guy when Peter fights the chicken. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I thought. And of. I literally was like, I think this might be the root of Peter fighting the chicken. I yeah. think Seth MacFarlane maybe watched this film and he was like, you know, it'd be funnier. Is if the dude was fighting a chicken? Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it well, I think with that joke, it's it it overstays its welcome, and yeah. that's what makes it funny. Yeah, uh, there's a great uh, SNL skit. Uh, I want to say it's uh, Hub's Euros, and it's just um, fucking bunch of guys behind the counter at a Euro shop going, "You like it, a juice? <laughs> juice is nice." You want more juice? I get you juice. <laughs> hey, this man, he want more juice. <laughs> You're lacking the juice, eh? <laughs> like, that, it just goes on to yeah. the point where um, David Spade walks up and goes, hey, can you end the sketch? <laughs> <laughs> you wanted a sketch to end. 
and that I think that I think that's kind of funny. In yeah. this fight scene, there's a moment where I'm just like, Keith David, you can walk away and be fine. And just yeah. he doesn't. He no. just stays there and catches his breath. And then fucking uh Roddy Piper stands up and just hits, hits him again. Him again. Yeah, and yeah. Just keeps going. God, it it, it really does like um, I want to say I saw like uh, in the special features they were talking about the fight scene, and John Carpenter had the script to the to the movie, and it was just like, yeah. And I just wrote, they fight, they fight, they keep fighting, <laughs> like for six pages. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but let's let's talk about the plot just a little bit here. Sure. So uh, we've got uh, Piper's character, right? And uh, John Nada. John Nada. And he, I guess, is just a, he's a homeless fellow, he's but he's a, got skills. He, it's literally in his name. He is a nothing, nobody person. Right. Um, just your typical John Doe yep. of um, an action hero from the 80s. So he's walking around. Uh, he's, he's you know, he's got a huge sack and uh, he gets a job at a construction site mm-hmm. and, you know, works there for a little bit. And then uh, meets Keith David. He meets Keith, Keith David's character. And then um, he decides that he's going to go with him to like the homeless camp over in L.A. Mm-hmm. Where they're feeding people so, by yeah. the church. So they're going. Now this is the part I had a little part, like problem, and this is a super condensed plot, mind you. But this is yeah, the part yeah. I had like connecting the dots with. I didn't understand like why he got so paranoid because across the street from the homeless camp is a church, right? And at like four o'clock in the morning, he sees people coming out of the church, right? Mm-hmm. So he looks at the guy in the homeless camp and he's like, what are y'all doing in the church at four in the morning? And he's like, oh, well, we use the kitchen. And he's like, till four in the morning. And he's like, well, there's a lot of people to feed. And I'm like, why is this dude getting suspicious about people walking out of a church at four in the morning? Like, what, what does he care? You yeah. know, but we go past that and it turns out they're crafting like a bunch of sunglasses in the church. And right. you're like, why are they making sunglasses? They're yeah. like, they're faking people singing. Using yeah. They've like got tape. like uh they've got choir music. Yeah. Like facing the doors and walls. So right. No one can hear them planning whatever they're planning. And so John Nada like figures out what's going on, that they're making glasses. He doesn't know what they're for though. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's like a big police raid and the police are just like, you know, crushing the homeless camp down and they're like arresting people left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Nada wakes up and he finds a box of those sunglasses they were making and he like takes a pair and he figures out like and this is the other part I guess he does figure out there's something important to them otherwise the police wouldn't have been raiding that place right, yeah. right? so he takes the box and he shoves them like in a trash can and kind of hides them with some stuff on top mm-hmm. and he goes along his day and this is where we get the really cool aspect to this movie he puts those glasses on and he starts seeing the truth to things yeah so advertisements start saying obey or consume or marry and make children in this really cool effect where he puts on the glasses and he sees these advertisements and what they're like trying to subliminally tell. yeah. telling us um, in this in these really cool black and white shots, which actually ended up being. Uh, matte paintings like that's why they look so crisp ah um, that's really cool yeah so it so we get these really cool shots of you know these secret messages and then we start seeing you know people looking weird um right straight up like i had you know i have never seen they live so when the aliens in this movie i think look very similar to mars attacks Tim Burton. I'll give you that. Kind of, yeah. kind of similar, kind of like in a person body. It looks like something ripped out of Rick and Morty. In my oh opinion. my gosh, that like too. the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's straight up like old sci-fi. I which I, I dig. Apparently, all the alien ghoul people. Yeah. Uh, mostly were played by one guy. Uh, one guy in makeup. Wow. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jeff, whose last name I don't know. Um, <laughs> Jeff the alien. We salute yeah. you. Just every time he appeared in uh, 
in the commentary track. Yeah. Roddy was like, Hey Jeff, like there's Jeff. <laughs> like That's awesome. Yeah. So um so yeah, so so Joe's like seeing all these aliens all of a sudden yep. and he I guess does what anyone any one of us would do if we knew aliens were around. He starts like kind of having an episode for a little bit there. Yeah. He's like he's like, Of course. Yeah. Yeah, he, and he's like, you're, you're fucking formaldehyde face and yeah. like all this stuff and just like freak it out. And the aliens catch on that he knows what's up. Yeah, so when they, they all like start talking to their watches. They have the I'm like, Dick oh Tracy slash Power Ranger wrist communicators, yeah. you know. That shit freaked me out. I was yeah. like, oh my God, get out of here. Yeah, so he gets out of there. The cops try to corner him. Turns out the cops are, you know, some aliens as well. Yeah. He manages to kill two of them and get their guns and he gets the shotgun out of the car mm. as well. And uh, just runs on. Yeah. So comes across another cop who doesn't end up yes. being an alien. And he tells him he's like, just walk away, man. Which I really like in in this movie. Like, there's no person deaths. Yeah. Um. There, there, like any casualties are purely alien. Yeah. So it's always Jeff, guys. Yeah. It's just Jeff. It's just Jeff getting shot again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he eventually goes on like in a bank. I think he's hiding in the bank, if I remember <laughs> correctly. And uh, I don't, why does he go to the bank? Is there a reason? I think he's I, I think he's running and okay. Oh, okay. he just runs into the bank. Yeah. And because he doesn't realize what it is like, he just goes in there. Right. right. And he turns and he's like, ah, shit, because there's aliens behind the counter right. and the lines. And of course, aliens would be the greedy aliens would be in the bank. Right. Yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. So he's like. <sighs> and so he just starts shooting aliens uh, left and right. He, he he that's where he drops the famous line. I am here. To chew bubble gum no, 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 and no. kick ass. I thought that was no. It is definitely in this. Is it that scene. one? Yeah. Okay, it wasn't later. Then. Um. I'm. Oh no. Was, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because right. it's it's always. I was mistaken that with the scene later at like the safe house where yeah. they're at later. Yeah. No. You're no. Good. He he definitely gets some one liners in. It. I think John Carpenter like knew he was a big wrestling fan. Right. So right. he cast Roddy because he was a fan. And so Roddy was like, Hey man, I can do you know right. one liners and stuff if you ever need me to do it. And, you know, he, that's where, you know, he wrote near to chew bubble gum and kick ass. <laughs> not, I'm line. not, not, I'm line. here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, Duke Nukem. Yeah. Watching you. Right. Trying to reprogram my brain after years <laughs> of watching harassment videos where people use a Duke Nukem soundboard and jump into chats. Right. Um, so anyway, so he gets in the bank, shoots aliens. Uh, more aliens are, are chasing him. He mm-hmm. runs out. He ends up jumping. He 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 finds this woman like through the glasses. Can tell she's a human. Yeah. And like forces her in the car and is like, you know, get me out of here. So she like, drives him over to his house. Her house. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, over to her, her house. In like the nice part of yeah. L.A. Yeah, really, they really live on a cliffside. Really bougie place. Yeah. Um, and they go back and forth for a little bit. He's like, you need to wear these glasses. And she's like, if I do, I'll just tell you what you you know think you want to see and all that stuff. And I was like, damn. That's some good counter logic. Right. There. Especially since they wouldn't like, they probably would have had to have something in the apartment to yeah. let her know that, Oh, this is this art here is really subliminal messaging to right. get you to marry and reproduce or whatever. Right. Um, so to save production costs, no one puts on glasses, which would be stupid easy. <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> right. Right. So she eventually throws him out of a window uh, oh my and God, yeah. he rolls down this like giant hillside that made me think of uh, the, the good fellow, no, the good fellows, uh, the, the good guys uh, where that one woman at the very beginning of the movie rolls down like in the car and stuff and ends in that kid's backyard. And she's like, how do you like my ride, big boy? I uh, know. 
Oh, oh, you mean the um the other? No, not the other guy. I thought it was the good guy. Um, the... you're talking about the the one from the Lethal Weapon director, Iron Man three director, sure. Shane Black, John, John Favreau. Uh, no, Shane Black. Okay. Uh, with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And... Yes. 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 Oh, it's something. But like, but like going down that California yeah. hill, rolling right, down. Yeah. Like, and I was like, jeer, Oh God, why? You know. I definitely pulled a house down in GTA five. Like yeah. at that house, like that he hit under. <laughs> um, so. So he does that. He, he stumbles around, uh, and then his friend from the construction site, uh, D- David Fields, um, character Frank. Frank. So Frank finds him, and he's like, "You killed all those people. What's the matter with you?" And he's like, "No, you just gotta fucking put these glasses on, man. It's a giant fucking conspiracy, dude. You gotta help me out." And, and then they fight and for then six they fight minutes for like ever. Eventually, you know. Frank realizes what's going on. They hide out in a hotel. They, like he eventually gets him to just put the fucking glasses on. Yeah. And the movie suddenly has the budget to turn things black and white right. and put people in costumes. Um, <laughs> so so they, they, they find out what's going on, uh, or rather David finds out what's going on. Frank, rather, Frank, sorry, Frank, finds, Frank finds out what's going on. And uh, they go back to a hotel and they're like, what are we going to do? And like, we got a plan. We got to find, you know, figure out what to do. And then one of the guys from the homeless camp uh, finds them, you yeah. know, and he's all like, hey, we got a resistance going on. Let's meet here. And so he's like, come go to this address. So, you know, make sure you have your glasses on. Mm. So they go to the resistance base and, you know, it's, it's, it's all humans there. Then they give them contact lenses there. Right. So they can, you know, see the aliens without having to worry about the, the, the wearing shades everywhere. Right. So they go there and the woman that threw him out of the damn window, that threw Joe out of the damn window is there. uh, John. Uh, oh, John, John, not over my bad, whatever. Yeah. You know, through Holly. Piper, ho- Holly. Yeah. Holly's her Holly name. who threw John out of the window. Holly who threw there. John out of the window is there at the resistance base. And she's all like, I've seen it now. I know what's going on. Like, I just, uh, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? Are you okay? Like you just threw the damn man out of a window. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, what kind of fucking line is that? Here, this is, this is where my, I suspend my disbelief, right? It's a yeah. movie. Yeah. Fair. Um, it's, it's, it's a movie about alien, the ride, aliens. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The rock and roller coaster has a sudden start. Uh, and you're just there and it doesn't end <laughs> until you you get off the ride. Right. 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 Until right, right, it literally right. stops. And that's where we are in the movie. We're exactly. just keep going. We just keep going. So, uh, eventually the aliens figure out where the rebellion is and they, they bombard the place and, and, uh, a lot of the minor characters just die. Yeah. Everyone gets shot up, right? And of course, our, our two heroes run out, and um, that is when they they j- escape yeah. through one of the aliens. They have like these teleporters, right? And so they throw it, and it's like there's a malfunction. If you want to go ahead and hop in this, you know, convenient plot device slash hole, right. go ahead. So if you want to move to the next part of the story, yeah. go here. Yeah, in ten seconds. So they jump down there. They're in a bunker type deal and they're like, what's going on? And then, of course, very conveniently over the radio announcements, it's like, there are bilingual signs for your convenience if you can't find your next location. And I'm like, oh, thank you, because, you know, I don't read Alien. Right. So they, they go down the hallway. They find a humongous dining room slash yeah. auditorium Where thing. all the rich are eating. Where all the rich are eating. And talking about how they're suppressing people and how good we're doing. And, and clapping. How- Profits have ro- risen for them and been lowered for everyone else. And, Eating that steak and drinking Bordeaux. I don't know. And while they're there, are. they meet up with one of the homeless people that was at the homeless camps. Yeah. And how did he get the money? I don't get under. I don't know. He just submitted. He that just, was the point. That like, was it? Oh, yeah. okay. So he, he was just, you just there submit, to ilis- You get money. Yeah. He was just there to be like, oh, I see you guys and I want to live the good life. And the aliens were like, okay, here you go. 
don't tell no one. And he's like, yes. So he's totally oh, drunk okay. into the Kool-Aid. That makes sense. Because yeah. I was like, how'd the homeless dude get like a fucking black tie and, yeah, suit and, the, and all that shit? And Holly ends up in the resistance right before right. like it explodes. So, of course, plot devices, right? This movie, again, 90 minutes long. It moves at a clip. It does. Uh, so anyway, he's like, let me give you the grand tour so you can join up with us. And he shows them how the aliens have been like traveling this whole time, like through mm-hmm. a nifty little like gravity effect where like they shoot out like human alien bullets. Yeah. Uh, you know, to other planets, which I thought was really neat. Uh, yeah, actually. it was really cool. Cool, cool design and concept. Yeah. And then he's like, let me show you where they brainwash all the people. And so mm-hmm. they go to the news station, you know, and then that's when they're like, all right, this is where we got to like fuck shit up. So yeah. they start, they blow their cover. They start shooting aliens and stuff. Turns out it's soundproof. Uh, between the stage and where they shot the two aliens. So convenient. No so one can convenient. hear bullets. Yeah. He's like, he taps the window. He's like, soundproof. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks for explaining that to us. So I, I guess they can't see through the window either. I don't know. I don't know. So they, they, they run around and they, they're like, okay, we got to get to the top. The top has like a radar dish that's controlling everyone subliminally through the televisions and stuff. We got to right. get there. Right. So enter long, Kind of almost quasi drawn out scene of going from like you know bottom floor to the top of the right. building. A very long action scene with gunfire. A lot gunfire. of hallway shooting and things like lot, that. A lot of Jeff dying. Yeah. I don't know if you <laughs> caught it, but every time like he like they shoot one person. Yeah. It's, it's like Jeff. or it shoots an alien. It's just one alien yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jeff had to do a lot of of uh, dying, uh, prep falling and dying. <laughs> Poor Jeff. Poor Jeff. So. Uh, so they make their way, and then uh, Holly ends up being there, and she's, right. she's all like... She's like, go up ahead. Go I'll, on ahead, yeah. I'll help you, and then she ends up shooting Frank. Yeah, she shoots Frank. And so we get to the end, like near the very end of this movie, and uh, you know we're on the roof of the building, and we like through the magic contacts, we can see like the, the special tube and the radar dish that's yeah. like, sending out the wave and everything. Holly's like, don't do it. Don't do it. You should just join up. We've got champagne and Bordeaux and tubs full of caviar because that's what we do with rich people. There's a helicopter there and basically yeah. he's surrounded. Yeah. And so then he's like, fuck it. And just shoots it and right. gets shot himself. Things blow up and he shot Holly. And he dies yeah. putting the middle finger up. people off. It's great. It's, great. it's, it's a good, it's good 80s time. movie. It's, good, yeah. it's so fun. Good time. So, uh, And then the movie ends with a series of clips showing that the aliens are now visible like we they're no see longer in color yeah they're no longer black and white they're in color and everyone can see them it yeah. cuts to a couple different funny things like uh news reporters are aliens there's a critic talking about john carpenter and john romero being too violent yeah and there's a he's an alien and there's a big thing in the background that says like obey or something right. and then it cuts to like a woman in a hotel room with the sign that says mary and reproduce on the back yeah. of it and she looks down and the girl the guy uh, she's writing is an alien and then yeah. and he's like he's like what's wrong babe yeah and then and then boom cuts that that's literally one of the the panels from that comic is just a oh, yeah? woman finding out she's fucking an alien oh wow yeah so overall uh i was generally pleased with this movie and at first i thought maybe everyone needs to see this movie but the, when i got to the end of it i thought i don't think everyone needs to see this yeah movie. It, and it is definitely a, a a movie with um you know uh an agenda yes that's the word uh, an agenda like you know a subtle anarchist tone right yeah. um eat the rich definitely yeah. i am i'm with you there i think you know i think it's a movie if you watch now you probably like most people would probably appreciate it given this the current you know social status social economic status right, right right um a lot of people i think would enjoy this movie if they can learn to like 
a movie, you know, I think there's a certain playfulness in, in John Carpenter movies. You know, mm. he's often called a, a pornographer of violence. Um, and it's very true, but it's also, I think, effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, uh, the stuff that I have seen from him, given that it's not a lot, but it it's fun. Yeah. Like, it's just real fun. Just, yeah. Like, th- it's like a better Fast and the Furious movie for me. You know, I can turn off my brain and be like, ah, yeah. Yeah. And that that's was... a miniature they're blowing up. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was it for me as well. It, it has a good solid message that I feel like has a lot of relevancy for now, mm-hmm. uh, for, for our current, you know, uh, climate that we live yeah. in. But at the same time, it was definitely, it had guilty pleasure moments yep. and, uh, it was, it was good at suspending your beliefs mm-hmm. for a while. I, I liked it a lot. Um, um, definitely not a $60 steelbook purchase. Please do not spend more than like $10 on this. Yeah. Movie. I, yeah. yeah. You know, 12, I think I got it for like, I want to say 10 yeah. bucks at FYE and it was great yeah. that I got it for that much. But you know, if it hops onto Netflix or, uh, uh, your, your streaming platform of choice, yeah. um, give it a watch, you know, absolutely. It pop might some popcorn, uh, be in the mindset for some introspective thought and some weirdness though. Right. And then I think that'll better prepare you rather than being like, Oh babe, let's watch this movie about aliens. Cause yeah. then you might be kind of like, eh, really? I didn't know what it was about when I bought it. I just like, I was right. sold on the, the, the line printed inside the cover and John Carpenter's name. There you go. Um, that's all you need sometimes. And even like, <laughs> even, yeah. And even looking into Roddy Piper, like what a good dude. Like we, like he passed away a couple of years ago, but yeah. man, that Roddy Piper, I I really wish I was, you know, I appreciated him more when he was alive because he was so good. Anyone that doesn't really know Roddy Piper, uh, probably seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He's the maniac. Oh, okay. The the wrestler that eats chestnuts and lives out of his car. And <laughs> it's it's so amazing just because you know, he's just a great, right. he really is a great guy. And, you know, with all the WWFs, uh stuff with Vince McMahon like yeah, it's yeah. really good to see him in something like this where it's a cult classic and he will live on forever in this movie with like the best line ever right I didn't I did not I, I'm so blown I'm still blown away by this is the origin of that I right. did not know that well I mean like I, I again like Duke Nukem ripped it off from great movies yeah so you know the fact that it that I I know it now yeah. like it makes Duke Nukem worse but uh <laughs> you know Duke Nukem maybe wasn't always good at all who knows? Fair. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. Alrighty. So I think that's going to be it for this episode. So uh, if you guys want to hit us up with any suggested movies or things like that, you can always email us at moviepodcast. Oh, crap. What's my email? Hey, <laughs> is it mpwt at gmail.com? It is. Thank you. I'm glad I remembered Thank it because I totally forgot it yeah. until you said we had a Gmail. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, we have that as well. And if you want to find us on the internet, you can, of course, find Joey glowy here uh oh no wait do you have a different i i changed i i did some rebranding so i'm at how is joe (laughs) all underscores in between words right right right. um yeah so anytime you're wondering how i'm doing just go into twitter and type in how is joe thank you thank you beautiful creatures for that don't type it all in one word because that's joe howis and he hasn't used twitter in years oh my joe howis what are you doing (laughs) yeah get stop 
Stop hogging my easy-to-claim name. <laughs> um, and if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can hit me up on Platinum Zach. That's for my other uh, YouTube or my other YouTube channel. Excuse me, my other podcast that I do, uh, Platcast. You've got a couple. We've, I've got a couple. There's a couple. I do a Twitter for each thing because the shows are so different that I don't feel like you know if I put on uh, an announcement about one podcast on a certain Twitter, people are gonna be like, right. okay, whatever. So. Should should we make a Twitter or should we just tell people to follow Hideo Kojima? Uh, both. Yeah. So follow Hideo Kojima, and then I will, if we make a Twitter, I'll throw it here in the description down below for this Great. episode. Um, so then, until next time, guys, be kind, rewind, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.